With this fantastic verse and purport. Tesham satata yuktanam pachatam pritipurvakam, dadami buddhi yogam tam yenamam upayantite. To those who are constantly devoted to serving me with love, I give the understanding by which they can come to me. Purport. This verse of the Bhagavad Gita 10.10 clearly states how Govindadev instructs his bona fide devotee. The Lord declares that by enlightenment in theistic knowledge, he awards attachment for him to those who constantly engage in his transcendent loving service. This awakening of divine consciousness enthralls a devotee who thus relishes his eternal transcendental mellow. Such an awakening is awarded only to those convinced by devotional service about the transcendental nature of the personality of Godhead. They know that the supreme truth, the all spiritual and all powerful person is one without a second and has fully transcendental senses. He is the fountainhead of all emanations. Such pure devotees always merged in knowledge of Krishna and absorbed in Krishna consciousness, exchange thoughts and realizations as great scientists exchange their views and discuss the results of their research in scientific academies. Such exchanges of thoughts in regard to Krishna give pleasure to the Lord, who therefore favors such devotees with all enlightenment. So this is one of the main processes for coming closer to Krishna, is in the association of advanced Vaishnavas to discuss the Supreme Personality of Godhead, both the various tattvas, Bhakti Tattva, Rasa Tattva, Guru Tattva. Um, there are many different aspects to the Vaishnava philosophy. And the deeper that one, uh, more deeply that one understands these, the more one becomes fixed in devotional service. As Kaviraj Goswami will say later on, Siddhanta Bhulaya Chitta Nakara Alash Iha Khoite Krishna Lage Sudridmanash. Sudridmanash means the mind becomes fixed. And how does it become fixed? Siddhanta Palichitanakar Allah. She says, well, first of all, it's an admonition. He said, don't be lazy. Uh, take time to discuss the tattvas, the truths, the different categories of knowledge, thoroughly threadbare, Prabhupada used to say. You should discuss this thoroughly threadbare. So if you do that, Iha Hoite Krishna Lagi Sudrud Manosh, then even as you're in this world, you'll be transported to Krishna because your attention will turn to him. And this is the problem in the material world that I've succumbed to the avidya vritti, the um, influence of ignorance. There's a churning in my mind um, that is taking me away from Krishna. And it has several potencies. One is called the throwing potency, the other is called the capturing potency. 
So when a person becomes enamored of maya through this avidya, this impression of ignorance upon the mind, then one's attention is thrown away from Krishna to various other objects and becomes absorbed there. Jayato vishayam pumsa. The, the meditation goes in a cert, certain direction, sangas teshu pajayate, and then from that arises an attachment and, and connection. One becomes entranced by the material nature. And then um, uh, it's very, well, it's impossible to come out. Krishna says, So the earlier verses we heard uh, uh, last uh, Sunday, and Saturday were about how when somebody's in this condition, it's necessary for um, that person to meet uh, someone who's free. Uh, if everybody's entranced in Maya, how will one get out? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Sanatana Goswami, Maya Mukta Jibara Nahi Sota Krishna Gyan. Iha Huite. He said, Jivera Krishna Koila, Krishna Veda Puran, that the <clears throat> Veda Vyas had compiled all the Vedas to help the living entity to come out of Maya. But why will that one even read the Vedic literatures? Because somebody approaches and uh, begins to instruct. And that person has taken instruction from somebody who's taken instruction from somebody who goes all the way back to Krishna because Krishna is the one who's free forever free. Namam karmani limpanti, Krishna says, I'm always free from the influence of Maya. He's never touched by it at all. So those who are representing Krishna and who can help us come out of Maya, then uh, give us this information. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, this is the beginning of spiritual life. When you meet a Vaishnav, a Vaishnav carries the mantras and also the instructions of how and why to chant the mantras, like a doctor, a vaidya, he says. And then when one uh, becomes freed from the influence of a maya, gradually coming out of this dreamlike state and entrancement in not only the gross manifestations of the material world, but also the subtle influences that are experienced through the mind, uh, as Krishna says, the living entity is struggling very hard with the material world, but it's because of the, it, the way in which we're focused on the impressions of, in the mind, subtle impressions, and the false ego connects us to these ideas of uh, I am my body, I belong to this material world, when all the time we have nothing at all to do with the material world. So one of the processes as one's advancing in devotional service is to meet with devotees and discuss the philosophy of Krishna consciousness as, as is mentioned in this verse. Prabhupada says, and I like this very much, like um, professors who are sitting around discussing some scientific findings and uh, they each have done their research and they mix and match their ideas. And then by discussion, they come to even more solidified understanding of the scientific topics they're talking about. So the devotees do this also. And then they become sudrit manush. 
their minds become very fixed and uh, they gradually come out of the dreamlike state of the uh, <clears throat> material illusion. Yata Brahmani Bhagavan Swayam Upadishyanu Bhavitavan Anubhavitavan, cause to perceive. Yata, just as Brahmani unto Lord Brahma, Bhagavan, the Supreme Lord Swayam, Upadisha, the Supreme Personality of God is Swayam Bhagavan, taught Brahma and made himself realize. So that's where it all starts. Purport. The English maxim that God helps those who help themselves is also applicable in the transcendental realm. There are many instances in the revealed scriptures of the personality of Godheads acting as the spiritual master from within. The personality of Godhead was the spiritual master who instructed Brahma, the original living being in the cosmic creation. When Brahma was first created, he could not apply his creative energy to arrange the cosmic situation. At first, there was only sound, vibrating the word tapa, which indicates the acceptance of hardships for spiritual realization. Refraining from sensual enjoyment, one should voluntarily accept all sorts of difficulties for spiritual realization. This is called tapasya. An enjoyer of the senses can never realize God, godliness, or the scientific or the science of theistic knowledge. Thus, when Brahma, initiated by Sri Krishna by the sound vibration, tapa, engaged himself in acts of austerity by the pleasure of Vishnu, he was able to visualize the transcendental world, Sri Vaikuntha, through transcendental realization. Modern science can communicate using material discoveries such as radio, television, computers, but the science invoked by the austerities of Sri Brahma, the original father of mankind, was still more subtle. In times, material scientists may also know how we can communicate with the Vaikuntha world. Lord Brahma inquired about the potency of the Supreme Lord and the Personality of God had answered his inquiry in the following six consecutive statements. These instructions, which are reproduced from Srimad Bhagavatam 2.9.31-36, were imparted by the Personality of Godhead acting as the Supreme Spiritual Master. Jnanam parama guhyam me tadvi jnana samanvitam sa rahasyam tadangam cha grihana gaditam maya. Please hear me attentively. What I shall speak to you for transcendental knowledge about me is not only scientific, but also full of mysteries. Purport. Transcendental knowledge of Sri Krishna is deeper than the impersonal knowledge of Brahman. For it includes knowledge of not only his form and personality, but also everything related to him. There is nothing in existence not related to Sri Krishna. In a sense, there is nothing but Sri Krishna. And yet nothing is Sri Krishna save and except his primeval personality. This knowledge constitutes a complete transcendental science, and Vishnu wanted to give Brahmaji full knowledge about that science. The mystery of this knowledge culminates in personal attachment to the Lord with the resulting effect of detachment from anything non-Krishna. There are nine alternative transcendental means of attaining 
this stage, hearing, chanting, remembering, serving the lotus feet of the Lord, worshiping, praying, assisting, fraternizing with the Lord, and sacrificing everything for him. These are different parts of the same devotional service, which is full of transcendental mystery. The Lord said to Brahma that since he was pleased with him, by his grace, the mystery was being revealed. Text 52. By my mercy, be enlightened in truth about my personality, manifestations, qualities, and pastimes. The transcendental personal forms of the Lord are a mystery, and the symptoms of these forms, which are absolutely different from anything made of mundane elements, are also mysterious. The innumerable forms of the Lord, such as Shamasundar, Narayan, Rama, and Gorsundar, the colors of these forms, white, red, yellow, cloud-like Shama, and others, his qualities as the responsive personality uh, of Godhead to pure devotees and as impersonal Brahman to dry speculators. His uncommon activities like lifting Govardhan Hill, marrying more than 16,000 queens at Dwarka, and entering the Rasa dance with the damsels of Braja, expanding himself in as many forms as there were damsels in the dance. These and innumerable other uncommon acts and attributes are all mysteries, one aspect of which is presented in the scientific knowledge of the Bhagavad Gita which is read and adored all over the world by all classes of scholars, with as many interpretations as there are empiric philosophers. The truth of these mysteries was revealed to Brahma by the descending process, without the help of the ascending one. The Lord's mercy descends to a devotee like Brahma and through Brahma to Narada. Lost. Okay. The Lord's mercy descends to a devotee like Brahma and through Brahma to Narada, from Narada to Vyasa, from Vyasadev to Shrukadev, and so on in the bona fide chain of disciplic succession. We cannot discover the mysteries of the Lord by our mundane endeavors. They are only revealed by his grace to the proper devotees. These mysteries are gradually disclosed to the various grades of devotees in proportion to the gradual development of their service attitude. In other words, impersonalists who depend upon the strength of their poor fund of knowledge and morbid speculation, speculative habits, morbid speculative habits. I mean, this is poetry. I'm going to read it again. In other words, impersonalists who depend upon the strength of their poor fund of knowledge, that's nice too, and morbid speculative habits. Without submission, and service in the forms of hearing, chanting, and the other others mentioned above cannot penetrate to the mysterious region of transcendence where the supreme truth is a transcendental person, free from all tinges of the material elements. Discovering the mystery of the Lord eliminates the impersonal feature realized by common spiritualists. Discovering the mystery of the Lord eliminates the impersonal feature realized by common spiritualists who are merely trying to enter the spiritual region from the mundane platform. Let's see, we have over here from Facebook a few questions. Um, Kamala says she likes the song. Alex says, 
it is like a title. A, oh, that's from last time. Sorry. Uh, let's see if there's any uh, questions or comments. Uh, questions will expand the conversation and, and uh, illuminate the topic. Govinda Balavadasi, as soon as I arrived, I feel captured. I see why the number of viewers is so consistent. Thank you for this magnanimous service. Oh, thank you. What a wonderful thing to say. Uh, Alex, God helps those who help themselves. That's true. Uh, and yeah, it's Prabhupada once when he was giving a lecture in Los Angeles, uh, stopped in the lecture and he said, every day I say the same thing and every day you all come here and listen. He said, this is Ruchi. You have to have taste. If you have a taste for this, then it doesn't matter where you are. I've seen devotees in all kinds of circumstances have to sleep outside on the floor. They just want to be there close to the sound vibration. If you have that desire in your heart and impetus to be where the transcendental vibration is going on, that means you're advancing in devotional service. And if you don't, then it means you're not. Keep it simple. God helps those who help themselves. And Prabhupada once said, helping oneself means putting oneself in front of transcendental sound vibration. So whatever you have to do, despite the mind, the mind's uh, protestations saying that I don't want to go out, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, you can drag your little baby-like mind kicking and screaming down the road and put them down in front of the transcendental vibration. And after a while, that uh, you'll start to feel satisfied so main point is get there be there that's uh usually most of the battle is just getting there and being there when it's happening and if you can do that as a i i think one celebrity once said half of success is just showing up it's definitely true in spiritual life it may be more than 50 percent uh, krishna with his friends looks so beautiful yes uh, he's always surrounded by friends who are imbued with a very um, extraordinary love of God, love for him. And Madan said, what is example of mundane platform? Well, when we say platform, we're really talking about a state of consciousness. And the mundane platform is uh, defined by Krishna himself when he's at Kurukshetra at the eclipse and all the sages have come there, the residents of, of, of Raja have come there. And he says, yes, uh, He says that um, one who considers that the body, which actually is just, there's a thin, thin covering over all kinds of elements that are untouchable. And if you think that's you, then um, you're, you're mistaken. And this is the material platform. And then he says, if you worship Boma Ija, Ija means to worship and Boma means the land. If you worship the land uh, that you were born in, uh, just because you were born there, then uh, you're on the material platform. And then he finally he says that if you go to a holy place, but you don't spend time to hear from the 
sages from the advanced devotees because advanced devotees gravitate towards the holy places and you can find them but you have to look around and uh if you just go there and take your bath in one of the holy rivers and then say okay i'm done i'm now i'm going back to the duty-free shop at the airport and stock up on uh, you know cigars or whatever and uh, then uh, you know that's another platform of ignorance of misunderstanding what the purpose of life is. So Krishna gave those three symptoms uh, of, of ignorance. Ram uh, Babu, to everyone, Hare Krishna, any specific significance of Krishna being dressed as Govindadev in the purport of uh, 49, Bhagavad Gita 1010? One second, Prabhu. From Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur. Doesn't say anything. And look at Baladev Bijabushan. I'm not saying anything either. Except for Prabhupada had mentioned elsewhere that Govinda is the. Um, Go means cows and it means senses. And so uh, Krishna is also the master of the senses, Srishikesh. And devotional service, Srishikena, Srishikesha Sevanam, it means to serve the master of the senses. And 90% of success is just showing up. Woody Allen said that. Thank you uh, uh, for that, Roanoke. And thanks to Bhakta Woody, who uh, received several times uh, books and also put our own Nayana Baram in one of his movies. He asked about Hare Krishna. <laughs> the devotees are there chanting and Woody Allen including, included. And the Pramanam, uh, Radhavenkat Prabhu has provided 1084.13, a very heart-rending chapter. The, all the residents of Vrindavan and everyone else came to uh, Kukshetra at that time. And then Krishna spoke this verse. Why don't we look it up? 1084.13. It's actually... Um, Amazing because uh, Krishna, when he had all the sages there at Kurukshetra, he could have said anything, but he said, Yasyatma Bhuti Kunipetri Datuke, Sadikala Tradishu Boma Ijiti, Yatirta Bhuti Salene Nakarichit, Janishu Abhigeshu Saeva Gokura, and We'll go down to the translation. One who identifies his self as the inert body composed of mucus, bile, and air, uh, who assumes his wife and family are permanently his own, who thinks an earthen image of the land of his birth is worshipable, earthen image or the land of his birth is worshipable, or who sees a place of pilgrimage as merely the water there, but who never identifies himself with, feels kinship with, worships, or even visits those who are wise in spiritual truth. Such a person is no better than a cow or an ass. Guruji, why is he talking about cow here? Because usually we hear dogs and asses, but cow would be better, right? When a cow gives birth to a calf uh, that's stillborn, then the sometimes the cowman, the gwalar, will take the calf and put it the dead calf in front of the cow and the cow can't tell the difference licks the body of the calf and still gives milk that's why so that means 
somebody who can't tell the difference between a dead body and a living body. So materialistic people worship the body. They have red carpet gala events where everyone comes out and said, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? What do you care? Says Shukadeva Goswami. He doesn't wear anything. Okay, so um, let's see the next verse, please. 1084.13. Yeah, I like this verse, the next one. See, Lord Krishna just said that, right? And now here's Shukadeva Goswami said, hearing such unfathomable words from the unlimitedly wise Lord Krishna, the learned Brahmanas remain silent, their minds bewildered. Is there a purport there? Purport? Huh. There is no purport. In any case, I, li I like that. I mean, he just told them three things. You're not your body. <laughs> if you worship your homeland, you're in, you're in ignorance. And also um, that if you go to a holy place, and that look at the sages. This is uh, this shows an advanced personality. It's not that we get tired, or those let's say those who are advancing in spiritual life don't get tired of hearing they're not their body. It becomes more and more interesting to them. So sometimes people say, "I already heard the Bhagavad Gita. I've moved on to the Rasalila. Uh, this is nonsense." And Krishna meets the most advanced people. He speaks simple knowledge and then they become um, very much uh, appreciative of it and we have um, Madan I thought the sound in the beginning was Om this says Tapa did I understand it right yeah it said Tapa so there's a way in which uh, it's described in various ways at the beginning of creation but actually the first thing that uh, brahma hears at the beginning of creation uh, goddess saraswati comes to him and uh, gives him this um, uh, mantra and uh, actually it's also described how he hears the, the 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 flute song of krishna that's the first thing he hears and then the flute song uh, comes he hears it as the Gayatri and then when he speaks he speaks the the Om comes out of Brahma Brahma's mouth which I can uh, this version of sorry I'm back and forth a lot here today in the um, Brahma Sanghita just to verify that because I kind of left you hanging on that but here it is in the Brahma Sanghita we find um, in verse uh, number 23, Sanjato Bhagavach Chaktya Tatkalam Kila Chodita Sashukshayam Matim Chakre Purva Samskara Samskrita Dadarsha Kevalam Dvantam Nanyat Kim Apit Sarvata On coming out of the lotus, Brahma being guided by the divine potency turned his mind to the act of creation under the impulse of previous impressions, but he could see nothing but darkness in every direction. 
Uvacha Puratas Tasmai Tasidivya Sarasuti Kama Krishnaya Govinda He Gopi Jana Ityapi. This is the next verse. Balabhaya Priyapanir Mantram Te Dasyati Priyam. Then the goddess of learning Saraswati, the divine consort of the Supreme Lord, said thus to Brahma, who saw nothing but gloom in all directions, O Brahma, this mantra, Kling Krishnaya Govindaya Gopijana Balabhaya Swaha, will assuredly fulfill your heart's desire. Purport the mantra consisting of the 18 divine letters prefixed by the Kama Bij is alone super excellent. It has a, it has a twofold aspect. One aspect is that it tends to make the pure soul run after all attractive Sri Krishna, the Lord of Gokula, and the divine milkmaids. This is the acme of the spiritual tendency of jivas. When the devotee is free from all sorts of mundane desires and willing to serve the Lord, he attains the fruition of his heart's desire, namely the love of Krishna. But in the case of the devotee who is not of unmixed aptitude, this super excellent mantra fulfills his heart's desire also. The transcendental Kama Bija is inherent in the divine logos located in Goloka. And the Kama Bija, pervertedly reflected in the worldly affairs, satisfies all sorts of desires of this mundane world. And then we have Tapas Tom Tapa Etena Tavasidhir Bhavishati. This is divine Saraswati speaking. It says, O Brahma, do thou practice spiritual association by means of this mantra, then all your desires will be fulfilled. Atate pe susuchi ram prinam govindamaviyam shwetadipa patim krishnam golokastyam parapadam prakritya gunarupinya rupinya parupasitam sahasradala sampanne kotikinjalka brimhite pumishintam anistatra kardikari mahasane samasinam chidanandam jyoti rupam sanatanam Shabda Brahma Mayam Benum Varayantam Mukambuje Vilasini Ganavritam Swarshwar Amshar Abhishtutam Brahma, being desirous of satisfying Govinda, practiced the cultural acts for Krishna and Goloka, Lord of Shwetadit, for a long time. His meditation ran thus There exists a divine lotus. On a thousand of a thousand petals augmented by millions of filaments in the transital land of Goloka. On its whirl there exists a great divine throne on which is seated Sri Krishna, the form of eternal effulgence of transital bliss playing on his divine flute, resonant with the divine sound with his lotus mouth. He is worshipped by his amorous milkmaids with their respective subjective portions and extensions and also by his external energy who stays outside, embodying all mundane qualities. Next verse. Here you go. Atavenu naradasya traimurti mayigati spuranti praviveshashu mukabjani swayambhuva gayatrim gayatas tasmad arigatya sarojaja samskritashchari gununa dvijatam agamattata Then Gayatri, mother of the Vedas, being made manifested, manifest, that is, imparted by the divine sound of the flute of Sri Krishna, entered into the lotus mouth of Brahma, born from himself through his eight ear holes. The lotus-born Brahma, having received the Gayatri, sprung from the flute song of Sri Krishna, attained the status of the twice-born, having been initiated by the supreme primal preceptor, guided himself. 
The sound of Krishna's flute is the transcendental blissful sound. Hence, the archetype of all Veda is present in it. The Gayatri is Vedic rhythm. It contains a brief meditation and prayer. Kama Gayatri is the highest of all the Gayatris because the meditation and prayer contained in it are full of the perfect transcendental sportive activities which are not to be found in any other Gayatri. The Gayatri that is attained as the sequel of the 18-letter mantra is Kama Gayatri, which runs this, thus, Klim Kama Devaya Vidmehe Pushpa In this Gayatri, the realization of the transcendental pastimes of Sri Gopijana Balaba, after perfect meditation and the prayer for the attainment of the transcendental God of love are indicated. In the spiritual world, there is no better mode of endeavor for securing the super-excellent Rasa Bidud love. As soon as that Gayatri entered into the eight, into the ear holes of Brahma, he became the twice-born and began to chant the Gayatri. Whoever has received the same Gayatri in reality has attained his spiritual birth. The status of the twice-born is that it is obtained in accordance with one's worldly nature and lineage by the fettered souls in this mundane world is, oh, wait a minute, whoever has received the same Gayatri in reality has attained his spiritual rebirth, the status of a twice-born that is obtained in accordance with one's worldly nature and lineage by the fettered souls in this material world is far inferior to that of the twice-born who obtains admission into the transcendental world because the initiation or acquisition of transcendental birth as a result of spiritual initiation is the highest of glories inasmuch as the jiva is thereby enabled to attain the transcendental realm. So you're getting a, a, uh, this account. Enlightened by the recollection of that Gayatri embodying the three Vedas, Brahma became acquainted with the expanse of the ocean of truth. Then he worshipped Sri Krishna, the essence of all Vedas, with this hymn. So um, that's how he attained his enlightenment. Uh, hearing about tapasya uh, and then hearing the divine flute of, of Krishna was his initiation. So there, uh, you may hear a very slightly diff different uh, accounts of this and Bhagavatam and the Brahma Samhita and so forth, but the, the principle is the same. Here's the sound vibration from Krishna and you'll notice that it's coming from the spiritual world. So it's not that there's um, there's always sound, and that sound vibration exists even before the creation. When the creation comes, then the sound enters into the universe, and anavriti shabda it uncovers the uh, living beings who get covered by Maya. Yes. I was just wondering that earlier when you read, you, you talked about Kama Bija, which has uh, spiritual and material. Um, we read the one last two sentence, which I didn't understand. How could Kama Bija have a material aspect to it? It doesn't, but it's we that have that. And I'll read you a purport to give you a better idea about that. And that is that um, it depends on our mentality. Um, 
I'll read you two. I'll read you two sections to give you an idea about this. Okay. Um, Mukarnavinda, find me the. Is he on here? Is he yes, here? Maharaj, Hare Krishna. Yeah, find me that purport where Prabhupada talks about bija. And he said, Karma Beach, Gana Beach. You can look under Karma Beach, Gana Beach, and you'll find it. Okay. Yeah. And then he explains there what a Bija is in the first place. And then. Um, yes, so the vibration. Yeah, first. Actually, I'll read you this one first, and then I'll read that that one second. So this is from seven nine twenty seven, and these are in Prahlad Maharaj's prayers, and so this is what he says in seven nine twenty seven. Naisha parav ramatir bhavato anusyat jantori atapa suridori patastatapi sam sevaya suratarori vate prasada. Unlike an ordinary living entity, my Lord, you do not discriminate between friends and enemies, the favorable and the unfavorable, because for you there is no conception of higher and lower. Nonetheless, you offer your benedictions according to the level of one's service, exactly as a desire tree delivers fruits according to one's desires and makes no distinction between the lower and the higher. Now, please lend your ears because this will blow your mind. It's such a nice purport. It's poetical and it's perfect in all ways. The direct connection with Prabhupada through this purport. Are you ready? Are you sure? Okay. Yes. In the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord clearly says, As one surrenders to me, I reward him accordingly. As stated by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Jivera Swarupoy Krishnera Nityadas, every living being is an eternal servant of Krishna. According to the service the living entity renders, he automatically receives benedictions from Krishna, who does not make distinctions, thinking, here is a person in an intimate relationship with me, and here is a person I dislike. Krishna advises everyone to surrender it to him. One's relationship with the Supreme Lord is in proportion to that surrender and the service one renders unto the Lord. Thus, throughout the entire world, the higher or lower positions of the living entities, wait for it, are selected by the living entities themselves. Shall I repeat it? This you can get on a tattoo. If you ever get a tattoo, you can put this. I'm not recommending it, but I'm just saying if you have the urge, you pull over, tell them, put this sentence all the way up your arm. And now I guess it's fashionable to put it on your neck too. So here's here's what you put. Um, where were we again? Thus, throughout the entire world, the higher or lower positions of the living entities are selected by the living entities themselves. Krishna, if one is inclined to dictate that the Lord grant something, one receives benedictions according to his desires. If one wants to be elevated to the higher planetary systems, the heavenly planets, he can be promoted to the place he desires. 
And if one wants to remain a hog or a pig on earth, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord fulfills that desire also. Therefore, one's position is determined by one's desires. The Lord is not responsible for the higher or lower grades of our existence. This is explained in the Bhagavad Gita, 9.25, by the Lord himself. Yanti deva vrta devan pitrin yanti patir vrta bhutan yanti bhuteja yanti mantyajinopimam Some people want to be promoted to the heavenly planets. Some want to be promoted to Pitriloka and some want to remain on earth. But if one is interested in returning home back to Godhead, he can be promoted there also. You may think that sounds funny, but actually when I lived in uh, Calcutta uh, in the 1970s, I'd stayed at the temple for some time and there was a, there was this brahmachari there and he, um, he wanted to go to heaven. <laughs> he actually was practicing Christian gods. He actually wanted to go to heaven. And um, we know from the uh, story of Pura Rava and Urvashi that uh, Pura Rava got so attached to Urvashi, uh, he couldn't live without her and he did some sacrifices and all he wanted to do was go to the planet where she was. I mean, that really gets in people. They want to go there. One of the most frequently asked questions is one that Yoko Ono, I think, asked to Prabhupada. It, can, can we stay together? Can I stay with my uh, family, my boyfriend, girlfriend? Are we going to meet in the next life? Everyone gets that idea. So living entities, they want to go different places. And that's because of their particular situation and desires. According to the demands of a particular devotee, he receives a result by the grace of the Lord. The Lord does not discriminate thinking, here is a person favorable to me and here is a person who is not favorable. Rather, he fulfills the desires of everyone. Therefore, the Shastras enjoin, Akama Sarva Kamo Va Moksha Kama Udharati Tivrena Bhukti Yogena Yajita Purushamparam. Whether one is without desire, the condition of the devotees, or is desirous of all fruit of results, or is after liberation, one should with all efforts try to worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead for complete perfection, culminating in Krishna consciousness. The very famous verse from 2.3.10. According to one's position, whether as a devotee, a karmi, or a jnani, whatever one wants, one can get if one fully engages in the service of the Lord. So that's the first part, laying the, uh, the um, foundation for the answer. And now let's see the verse that Mukharavinda found for us. Did you write it in the box here? Probably. Let's see. Yeah, 19152. You got it. Way to go, McCarvin. Okay. Now, the Malihoi Karishe Bira Arupan Shravana Kirtana Jali Karishachan. Why does that sound familiar? Anyone? Harika, why are you smiling? It's in the Mangala Charan. When a person receives the seed of devotional service, she should take care of it by becoming a gardener and sowing the seed in his heart. If he waters the seed gradually by the process of Shravanam Kirtanam, hearing and chanting, the seed will begin to sprout. Get ready. Here's another blockbuster. 
To live with devotees or to live in a temple means to associate with the Shravana Kirtana process. Sometimes neophyte devotees think that they can continue the Shravana Kirtana process without worshipping the deity. But the execution of such Shravana Kirtana is meant for highly developed devotees like Haridas Thakur, who engage in the Shravana Kirtana process without worshipping the deity. However, one should not falsely imitate Haridas Thakur and abandon deity worship just to try to engage in Shravana Kirtana. This is not possible for neophyte devotees. The word Guru Prasad indicates that the spiritual master is very merciful in bestowing the boon of devotional service upon the disciple. That is the best possible gift the spiritual master has to offer. And that, you know, again, in the same theme of the chapter we've been reading about at Vande Guru Nisha Bhaktans, the first thing that uh, Kaviraj Goswami says, offering base to the Guru, and later on he says the Guru is a manifestation of Krishna. And this is very important because there's a way in which Krishna, well, let's just put it this way. Uh, as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Atmao Pamyena Sarvatra Samam Pashiti Arjuna, Sukham Vayaribadukam Sayogi Paramomataha. He indicates that the, the, um, the topmost uh, devotees, they have compassion for others because they've been through it. They know what it's like. Living entities know what it's like to be in the material world and get pummeled and to come out of it. And therefore, they have uh, full knowledge of the experience of other living entities in this material world. Sukham vayarivadukam. They know what what the so-called happiness is. They know what the distress is in the material world. And therefore, atmaupamyena, they identify. And uh, that's why the that's why the mercy comes out of them, because they feel so compassionate to others for their suffering, and uh, they want to relieve them of that suffering. And so the devotees... Um, who um, those those are the ones who have awakened and then want to awaken others. Okay, let's keep going in the purport. The word Guru Prasad indicates that the spiritual master is very merciful in bestowing the boon of devotional service upon the disciple. That is the best possible gift the spiritual master has to offer. Those with a background of pious life are eligible to receive life's supreme benefit and to bestow this benefit, the Supreme Personality of God had sends his representative to impart his mercy. Endowed with the mercy of the Supreme Personality of God, the spiritual master distributes the mercy to those who are elevated and pious. Thus, the spiritual master trains his disciples to render devotional service unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is called Guru Kripa. It is Krishna Prasad, Krishna's mercy that he sends a bona fide spiritual master to the deserving disciple. But the mercy of Krishna, by the mercy of Krishna, one meets a bona fide, meets the bona fide spiritual master. And by the mercy of the spiritual master, the disciple is fully trained in the devotional service of the Lord. That word trained is important, as you'll see. Bhakti Lata Bij means the seed of devotional service. Everything has an original cause or seed. For an idea, program, plan, or device, there is first of all the contemplation of the plan, and that is called the bija or seed. The methods, rules, and regulations by which one is perfectly trained in devotional service constitute the bhakti lata bija. The methods, rules, and regulations by which one is perfectly trained in devotional service constitute the bhakti lata bija or seed of devotional service. 
This Bhakti Lata Bija is received from the spiritual master by the grace of Krishna. Other seeds called Anyabilashita Bij include Karma Bij and Jnana Bij. If one is not fortunate enough to receive the Bhakti Lata Bij from the spiritual master, he instead cultivates such seeds as Karma Bij, Jnana Bij, or political, social, or philanthropic Bijas. However, the Bhakti Lata Bij is different from these other Bijas. The Bhakti Lata Bij can be received only through the mercy of the spiritual master. Therefore, one has to satisfy the spiritual master to get the Bhakti Lata Bij. Yasya Prasadad Bhagavat Prasada. The Bhakti Lata Bij is the origin of devotional service. Unless one satisfies the spiritual master, he gets the bija or root cause of karma, jnana, and yoga without the benefit of devotional service. But one who is faithful to his spiritual master gets the bhakti lata bija. This bhakti lata bija is received when one is initiated by the bona fide spiritual master. After receiving the spiritual master's mercy, one must repeat his instructions, and this is called shravana kirtana, hearing and chanting. One who has not properly heard from the spiritual master or who does not follow the regulatory principles is not fit for chanting kirtan. This is explained in the Bhagavad Gita. One who has not listened carefully to the instructions of the spiritual master is unfit for chanting or for preaching the cult of devotional service. One has to water the bhakti lata beach by receiving instructions from the spiritual master. So there's a kind of... A, uh, you know, that the way it relates to the other purport, if I may um, state the obvious, is that one has to be receptive. Veta tam somya tat sarvam tat fatasthada nugraha druyu snigdasya shishyasya guravo kuhyamaputa. In the first chapter of the Bhagavatam, we find that Sutta Goswami was uh, elevated to the Vyasasana because he uh, was qualified why because he had been submissive and uh, gentle and he had served and pleased his spiritual masters and because of doing that he became qualified uh, and therefore he had received the right bij so if one doesn't qualify oneself or if one has some um, uh, other kind of qualify oneself by being submissive and rendering service then one can become one could get some material conception, uh, even even upon hearing the uh, the transcendental sound vibration or receiving the mantra. One may misuse it, or or think it's something mundane. And people do that. There's lots of people that go ahead and they speak Bhagavatam, but the but the admonition given Sanatana Goswami Avaishnava Mukun Girnam Putam Hari Katam Gritam Shravanam Naiva Karta Vyam Sarpochista Yatapaya. He says it, you shouldn't hear the vibration from somebody who doesn't have a pure motive because it will contaminate you. Is that all right? Thank you so much. Okay, sorry for the long answer. We have, um, okay, any more questions to illuminate the conversation? So, Prabhu, there are some questions in the chat. All right. Dhanavari says, um, can you please talk more about Gayatri Devi? Who is she? Can we chant Om Bhur Bhavaswa Gayatri Mantra too without second initiation? No, you cannot. It has to, the Gayatri Mantra has to be received from um, 
through the Pancharatric initiation. Otherwise, it doesn't have any effect. The example is given just like banyan seeds. In the ecology of a banyan tree, the seed doesn't grow naturally when it comes from the tree. It has to be picked up by the sparrows that live around those trees. And when they eat it and then they digest it and they pass it back out again, then the coating, the covering on it becomes removed and then it'll germinate in the soil and grow. So in a similar way, the mantra has to be received through a spiritual master. So those mantras, adiksha mantras, you have to get from a guru. And um, Gayatri Devi is the, uh, of course, Gayatri. Tri means to the, the to deliver triate, and Gaya means the song. So it's the song that delivers you from the material world. And from Srivatsa, can you please elaborate on the topic of what the bija is made of? The purport was mentioning something about rules and regulations. Does it mean that following the rules and regulations given by the spiritual master in the form of instructions? That's part of it, yeah. And um, by, as you mentioned, by training. So training takes place when one is submissive and follows the rules and regulations and properly hears with the right attitude of submission. And then there's a transmission that takes place uh, in the heart, receiving that same vibration that's being passed down through the disciplic succession. You'll find that the mention of Madhavendra Puri and his mood of pure devotional service was the way that the, the seed of bhakti appeared, of this uh, mood of separation from Krishna appeared in our Sampradaya. And that same mood, of course, got passed down. And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who's the origin of it, but he acts like a devotee, comes and manifests it fully to the world. Um, so as Prabhupada says in the purport that we read just a few minutes ago, everything starts with a concept or an idea. It's in a subtle form. Then it becomes actualized by practice. And when you follow the instructions, it's given by the guru and you submissively uh, hear, then naturally that grows within the heart. Vaikuntha Nayaka Prabhu, all the way from South India. We can talk about the creation a bit. In some terms, it is mentioned that Krishna created the universe, whereas at other places it is also mentioned that just like the Lord, the universe is also eternal. It just comes into existence and goes, but it is eternal as the Lord. So can you help us understand which is correct? Well, that Krishna describes it in the eighth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. He said it comes and goes. Bhutva bhutva praliyate. Sometimes it's manifest and sometimes it's not manifest, but the energy is eternal. So there's three energies of the Lord, Vishnu Shakti Para Prokta, Shetra Gyakya Tatapara, Avidya Karma Sangyangya, Tritya Shakti Rishate. He has these uh, three main Shaktis, the internal potency, the external potency, and the marginal potency, which is the living entity. And that external potency comes and goes. So sometimes it's um, nondescript. It's an energy that... Uh, comes as a pradhan and it doesn't have any um, differentiation but then when the lord glances at it then the differentiation appears because he infuses it with his energy which is time energy the energy of uh, 
karma and um, the jiva. The jiva has uh, previous karmas, anadi karma, beginningless karma, that then uh, agitate the modes of material nature, uh, that then form into the modes of material nature. And there's a progression from that nondescript state, and then it begins to take shape and it evolves into the various forms we see in the Mahabhutas, the great elements, and then the subtle elements, which are behind uh, everything. And that all um, is manifest out of that uh, particular external energy. But then after some time of it being manifest, about 311 trillion years, then it becomes, uh, then Krishna destroys it or un unmanifests it again. It appears as, as if it's being destroyed. Uh, for instance, in the universes, the, the, these huge winds come and they dry everything up. And then fire comes from the mouth of Anantashation and burns everything up. And things start to collapse again back into, and then it come, uh, back into its um, non-manifest form. Then it, the evolutes go in reverse order, reverse engineering. And it goes back into this nondescript state. It goes back into the body of Mahavishnu. And it is said, that the universe is manifest on the exhalation of the Lord. That's how tiny we are. All the Brahmas come out during that time of the exhalation. And, you know, it's 311 trillion years. Uh, it seems fantastical to us. But for Mahavishnu, it's just a breath. And it's all taking place. It's manifesting and then unmanifesting. And the living entities there are, are within that mix. And they go into the body of Mahavishnu and they go into Susupti or this uh, sleepless, a dream without, sleeping without dreams. They're in suspended animation. And then when he breathes out, all the living entities get remanifest again. And as we know from the Bhagavatam, first can of second chapter, Asao Gunamayer Bhavir, the, the super souls there with the living entity reminds the, the living entity that um, here's what you wanted to do. Here's, here's all your desires. The impressions then remanifest and he takes up in his uh, endless pursuit to try and enjoy the material world. So uh, th that energy is eternal. It's always been there. It always will be there, that material energy. Uh, it always exists. So, so it's a matter of being manifest or not manifest. Whereas the spiritual world, Krishna says, There is another energy, you know, he says. <laughs> you don't have to settle for this one. Uh, there's a higher energy. It's my supreme energy. And it's, it's always manifest. So when everything in this world is destroyed, he said that abode remains as it is. It's there eternally in the same state. So uh, the, the material world is a very frustrating situation for an eternal soul because uh, we're not used to stuff um, uh, degrading and falling apart and then being unmanifest. It's very um, disturbing, isn't it? Anyone? Anyone? Yes. So, 
He said, Krishna says, go back to the spiritual world. You'll like it much better. Shyamalungi, was that, was that okay, Vaikunda Nayaka, Prabhu? Okay. Yes, Maharaj, thank you very much. Oh, okay, good. Shyamalungi says, in the, in the, um, in the Vande Guru Isha Bhaktan verse, it talks about the incarnation, Advaita Aprabhu, and plenary portion Nityananda Prabhu. How is the incarnation and plenary portion uh, different? Well, that's explained in the, ver- in the chapters that are coming up. Uh, Mahavishnu, Advaita Acharya, uh, has, uh, he's uh, an, an incarnation of Mahavishnu. So Mahavishnu has, uh, has some connection to the material world in the sense that he's overseeing it. As we just described, he's breathing in and out and he has um, uh, some awareness of the plight of the living beings in the material world. And um, and uh, uh, Nityananda Prabhu is known as the uh, Akanda Guru. He's the, the first manifestation of Guru and he's the first uh, expansion of of Lord Chaitanya and same thing as he's the same as Balaram so um, those uh, subtle differences are, uh, will all be explained in the upcoming chapters but they're very technical the mood is that or the designations of, of their uh, personalities are that um, Lord Nityananda is the first manifestation of Guru He's also the best servitor of the personality of God. And Advaitacharya is the one who calls the Lord to come down to the material world in the first place because he's overseeing that creation and he sees that the Lord is necessary there. The semantics of plenary portion and incarnation are, are, are very slight. Uh, Tadiya Seva Prabhu says, I feel that keeping purity in mind is very difficult always. Is there a way that we can consistently remain pure in mind. Yes, there is. The process is to incessantly chant Hare Krishna. And uh, if you chant Hare Krishna 24 hours a day, uh, chant without stoppage, then you can stay in a, a pure state. And if you can't do it without stoppage, then do it at least once a day with as much uh, concentration as you can. I'll give you a little bit of evidence for that, if I may. From the Bhagavad Gita, there's a couple ways in which Prabhupada talks about this. The first one is in the eighth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, where he, um, Lord Krishna is describing how we uh, have to be in pure consciousness when we leave this world, because if we're not, we'll be reattracted to the material energy and we'll take birth again. So then uh, he says, therefore, Tasmat Saveshu Kaleshu, this is. Um, Eight seven, of course. Mamanushmara yujacha mayarpita manobhuri samshaya. So here he says, therefore Arjuna, therefore Arjuna, you should always think of me in the form of Krishna. At the same time, carry out prescribed duty of fighting with your activities dedicated to me, in your mind and intelligence fixed on me. You will attain me without a doubt. Now listen to the purport. This instruction to Arjuna is very important for all men engaged in material activities. The Lord does not say that one should give up his prescribed duties or engagements. One can continue them and at the same time think of Krishna by chanting Hare Krishna. 
This will free one from material contamination and engage the mind and intelligence in Krishna. By chanting Krishna's names, one would be transferred to the Supreme Planet, uh, Krishna Loka, without a doubt. It is without a doubt. He says this again in the ninth chapter, if you'll go to 930, please. And, and uh, actually go to 931. So 931 uh, is a follow-up to 930. In which Krishna says, Apichet Sudaracharo, Pajate Mamananya Pak, Sadhareva Samantavya Samyag Vyavasitohisa. In that 930, he's saying that even if you you still have worldly consciousness, which means Sudarachara, even if, if you really got worldly consciousness, if you're trying, basically, if you're trying to become Krishna conscious, Krishna says, You're good. Don't worry, you're a sadhu. And he says, Everyone should know this and everyone should say it. Uh, emphatically, and here's the reason. Look at the next verse. Next verse, he says, "Shripram bhavati dharmatma shashvas chanti nagachati konteya patijanihi nami bhakti pranashiti." Now I'm going to read to the verse in purport. He quickly becomes righteous and attains lasting peace. O Sanakuti, declare it boldly, my devotee never perishes. This is emphatic. Krishna is saying that you're gonna, you're gonna make it. You're gonna be successful, even if you think you're the most worldly-minded person in the world. And uh, here's more of an explanation in the purport. This should not be misunderstood. In the seventh chapter, the Lord says that one who is engaged in mischievous activities cannot become a devotee of the Lord. One who is not a devotee of the Lord has no good qualifications whatsoever. The question remains, then, how can a person engage in abominable activities either by accident or by intention, be a pure devotee? This question may be justly raised. The miscreants, as stated in the seventh chapter, who never come to the devotional service of the Lord have no good qualifications, as is stated in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Generally, a devotee who is engaged in the nine kinds of devotional activities is engaged in the process of cleansing all material contamination from the heart. He puts the Supreme Personality of God within his heart and all sinful contaminations are naturally washed away. Continuous thinking of the Supreme Lord makes him pure by nature. According to the Vedas, there is a certain regulation that if one falls down from his exalted position, he has to undergo certain ritualistic processes to purify himself. But here there is no such condition because the purifying process is already there in the heart of the devotee due to his remembering the Supreme Personality of Godhead constantly. Therefore, the chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, should be continued without stoppage. This will protect the devotee from all accidental fall downs. He will thus remain perpetually free from all material contaminations. That's the solution to all problems. Chant Hare Krishna. Constantly, without stoppage. And if you can't do it without stoppage, then at least do it once a day. That's what the Acharyas say. If you can't do it 24 hours a day, at least do it once a day. And the the more concentrated from your heart that you do it, the more successful you'll be. Oh, goodness. Alex says... um, Considering that the perfection of religion is to hear and chant why Krishna exhibited his householder pastimes 
why when Krishna exhibited his householder pastimes was he offering elaborate worship to all the demigods? Especially considering that Krishna says that one who worships other gods worships him in a wrong way. Um, if you worship, uh, of course, Krishna is showing in his daily activities as uh, he's showing that the various ways in which one keeps one's senses engaged. He wakes up, he looks at the form of a cow and a calf, and then he um, takes a bath. There's certain mantras that he does, certain rituals. These all have to do with um, ways to regulate the senses because householders have various duties to do in the Vedic system, which he was following. And of course, we follow an abbreviated system called the Pancharatric system, which uh, does all the same things as the Vedic, but we can't do it in this age, but we do it through the process of deity worship passed down through, um, uh, through Narada Muni. However, uh, to your question about worshiping other gods, there's nothing wrong with worshiping demigods as long as one understands that they're limbs of Krishna. Uh, of course, you know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he traveled to South India, you'll notice he went and, and visited various temples. Uh, this is not considered illegal unless one thinks that, um, that, that they're uh, separate. Uh, equal to or independent of the names of Lord Vishnu. This is the the, the offense we talk about. Uh, Brahma, yastu um, narayanam devam, Brahma rudradi daivatai, samatvenaina vikshaita, sapashande bhavedruvam. This is the verse. So this verse says that uh, it's a fixed principle that if you think Brahma, Shiva, and other demigods are the same, samatvenaiva, <laughs> they're the same as Vishnu then you're a Pashandi, which means you're an atheist. You've really lost your mind and you're not going to make any advancement. However, if you understand that, that Vishnu is supreme and they're all his servitors, then there's no harm. The, the gopis worshipped Katyayani and they worshipped Katyayani because they wanted Krishna as their husband. Rukmini worshipped Durga Devi. It was a family tradition, but what was her intention when she was there? She was praying, let that uh, messenger Brahman come back and tell me that Krishna is going to kidnap me and take take me away. So Prabhupada points out in that chapter in the Krishna book, there's there's no prohibition worshiping the demigods, they're devotees. But if you think they're separate uh, or that, you know, you'll independently worship them from Krishna, not understanding that they're his limbs, that's when the mistake comes. Vaikuntanayaka, then uh, nam, Namrata, uh, says in CC Madhya 19.152 purport, Srila Prabhupada said that we should not give up deity worship. How do we apply this if we don't conduct deity worship at home? Does supporting a temple that conducts deity worship constitute as deity worship? Um, um, to some degree, but uh, at home, uh, you, you know, you don't have to do uh, elaborate deity worship. If you have a picture of the Panchatattva, and um, then you chant Hare Krishna, clap your hands. This is very good. And if you can bring a flower sometime when you see a nice flower and put it there before the deity, this is very nice also. Uh, Prabhupada never encouraged uh, elaborate home worship unless one lives on a desert island way far away from the temple. But if, if you can come to the temple and ring the bell and then offer obeisances, take a little charnamrita and go see the deity, this is deity worship also. And, you know, if you like it, 
and you learn how to offer incense and you know do some of the pujas you'll find that it's it's very very engaging so all the different levels i know many exalted sadhus in uh, uh you know god brothers and sisters and so forth some of them are more into deity worship and some are less inclined we're really running out of time but there's a couple more questions over here uh, Preeti Radhika said, we have nothing to do with this material world. Hope we won't realize this on our deathbed. When we leave everything behind, instead practice day in and day out. That's good advice. Thank you. Ishvari says, Gopal Gayatri Mantra works like a charm. Literally. Uh, and Nama Chintamani Krishna's Chaitanya Rasa Vigraha. This is the Shastra says the name is transformative it's uh, just like a uh, philosopher's stone a charm it transforms everything ashraimadava prabhu what happens if one has a deep desire but he or she follows life based on society's and relatives expectation what kind of body the person gets based on desire or based on actions oh it's based on desire because if you live in a in a compromised situation but your desire is very strong you're still going to attain Krishna, just like the gopis. During the Rasa Lila, uh, the, some of the gopis were restrained by their family members. They couldn't leave the house to go out. But Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says they made a, a complete advancement in that anxiety that he couldn't be there. Um, there are so many examples. Raghunath Das Goswami lived in a family that Mahaprabhu said they were materialistic. And even though they were kind of, you know, they're devotional, but they were materialistic by his standard, but he advised Raghunath Goswami to stay with his family until the opportunity came for him to go. We don't recommend staying, staying with those who are materialistic, but if you're in a situation that seems disadvantageous, you don't, uh, you know, with your family members, you can remember Prahlad Maharaj. He was stuck with the greatest child abuser of all time, and he's the greatest devotee of all time. So that uh, devotional service is not stopped. Uh, in any circumstances that are external. And so it does have to do with desire. And Sai Lakshmi says, why is regulative principles emphasized so much here? Chanting is for cleansing material desire in our heart. Isn't that right? I'm trying, but I am not perfect in my regulative principles. Oh, well, you will be. It's just a matter of um, a little practice and association, that's all. It takes uh, some time. The main thing is, that you remember Krishna first, if you, if you remember Krishna, then naturally you'll get purified and you'll be able to follow the principles. And when you follow the principles and chant Hare Krishna, then you'll do well and you'll do better and better. Krishna confirms this in the Bhagavad Gita 7th chapter um, when he says, Yesham tvanta katham papam jananam punyakarmanam te tvanva muhanir mukta bhajantimam drdavrta that those who get free from sinful reactions, which means I'm still attached to these uh, samskars in my mind that make me do sinful things uh, and bad habits and so forth. But once those get purified, then you become very, very fixed up in the practice of devotional service and drdavrta with great determination. And this is nishta or the steady practice of devotional service, when you're not being pushed around by these um, great um, robbers of our uh, wealth of life, the senses uh, that are surcharged by Rajaguna.
Well, thank you very much, everybody. I don't want to keep you up late because I know you all have to get up by the uh, couple hours before dawn so you can channel your rounds. Hare Krishna, Lakshmi Vaughn Prabhu, good to see you. My obeisances. Hi. Wow, good to see you all. Thank you very much. Dennis and Karina, Hare Krishna, good to see you. I'll answer your, news, uh, your email soon. How are you, Lakshmi Vaughn Prabhu? Uh, much better. Health is much improved. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Prabhu. Okay. Vrinda is on. She should look and see your flutes back here. She's also oh, a yeah. flautist. You see the flutes? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Good to see you, Varshana. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Kishori. My obeisance is cool. Hare Krishna. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for coming and um, keep the vibration going. That's the, um, hey, hey, that's the that's the final advice. Hansa Priya's out in the, <laughs> in the blue sky there. Ooh, it's still light down nice. there in um, the <laughs> South Bay. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't get my walk in today, so I'm going to go for a walk. And um, I'll look forward to seeing you all very, very soon. Hey. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Nachari Armarman. Nachari Armarman. Nachari Armarman. Nachari Armarman. Hey, Nachari Armarman. Nachari Armarman. Nachari Armarman. Nachari Armarman.